I've been praying for the non-believers. All my neighbors thinking I will leave her. Awful eager to fall for all deceivers. They don't care what the creator prefers. They don't believe in walking up to Peter. They don't believe in God, Jesus either. Go from breeders in the instant reapers. Listen to the tweeters, the twisted leaders, misdemeanors. Then you go for felonies. Hello and welcome to Be Vigilant. I'm your host, Matt Dean. Today with me, I'm excited to have Pete Serrano from the Silent Majority Foundation. Today's episode is sponsored by us here at Be Vigilant. Once again, we thank you guys for tuning in on ACN Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Pete, what is going on today? It's uh, another beautiful Tuesday morning down here in Pasco, and we are ready to keep fighting for everybody's rights in the state of Washington and as we expand throughout the country. Right on. Got a nice little blanket of snow like we do up here in Spokane or no? No, we've managed to avoid it. I heard you guys got about three or four inches. So, you know, prayers for you guys. <laughs> yeah. And then it dropped down to about 18 degrees last night. So we had a messy commute. Um, yeah. So Silent Majority Foundation, just real quick, 30,000 foot view of what you guys are and who you are. Silent Majority Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit, which means anyone looking to help, you know, it's a tax deductible donation. Um, but what we are is we are an educational advocacy and a litigation group where we have three lawyers now. Uh, well, actually four. We have myself on staff and then three contracted attorneys. We have a couple of office folks who are working on how to educate people about what their rights are. And then where we don't want to go to court, we help people work on how to advocate for themselves. For example, if you're a mom and you want your kids to, you know, the mask mandate was big in 21 and 22. Uh, we helped folks with mask issues. We helped folks get back onto school campuses when they had been banned for protesting masks. Um, so that type of advocacy in front of uh, different city councils. And then, of course, as I mentioned, we do litigation. And we've, in the about year that we've been around, brought, I believe, nine lawsuits, most of them targeted at Jay, Jay Inslee. Right. And then our second favorite target is Joe Biden okay. and his cabinet members. Hey, get them. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so we're going to go after them. And we, we have and we will. Yeah. I just wanted to uh, touch on your team. I, I saw on your uh, website you got some new ones. I uh, can't remember her name, but she sounds like she's got a, a wealth of information and great background in doing this with you guys. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm the lead attorney, so I'm the general counsel. I've been around with the organization since the start just over a year ago, last August. We brought on Maureen West. She's out of Colorado. She's a former assistant attorney general who headed up there uh we have what's called the washington medical commission uh or the department of health they they have a similar department in colorado and she was their attorney so she brings inside baseball if you will in working with specifically these health agencies you know the folks that are mandating shots that are telling doctors we'll take your license if you speak you know misinformation uh, which we're finding out is now information, which I think we've always known is information, <laughs> but yep. uh, now the facts and the science are backing up our beliefs. So we brought Maureen West on. She was one of our first contract uh, attorneys. And then in the past couple weeks, we brought a gentleman named Austin Hatcher, who's actually up in your neck of the woods, up in Spokane. Uh, we've got his law firm is participating heavily. 
and then a lady named Karen Osborne, who is out of Canis, Washougal, down by Vancouver. Uh, she's coming in, her firm's bringing some resources. So we're starting to partner up with these other folks. Karen's been fighting some of these medical freedom cases with me. We actually co-counseled with another attorney up in Sumner, uh, defense of a physician's assistant who was saving people from the hospital and then the hospitals turned around and killing them, as we know. Mm -hmm. um, so we actually defended his license. So that's how she and I met. And we've decided to further that fight. Uh, with Austin, his background is he's been in civil litigation for a handful of years. But uh, what we like about him is not just that, but he was a, he is a Marine. Oh, and so go. this is a, a, a younger guy. I mean, I'm 42. He's he's in his mid-30s. <laughs> but, you know, he, he's someone who's got a young family who served our country and sees the same writing on the wall that if we don't stand and fight now, the fight that he had, you know, out in the trenches, what is it, what was that for, right? Exactly. And so, so that's why we brought him on. You know, uh, one thing I want to say is we are extremely prayerful in both everything we do, but specifically in our hiring, because we realize as a nonprofit, we seek donations and then we utilize people's money as a resource, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't want to ever have people call us out and say, you know, that, that was ridiculous. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, everyone's gonna have their opinion, but you know, when we can show that folks are aligned with us to fight the fight, um, and spiritually and, and emotionally, however you want to call it, it it's awesome. It, it's it's a great team. It's exciting to be part of us. Um, yeah, it's just exciting to be part of us. Yeah, that is awesome. I do want to get into some of what you guys are going on, but uh, bringing up that you have brought on a former Marine, let's talk about the uh, the case against, I'm just going to say against Mayorkas and his garbage regime <laughs> for the Coast Guard, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let me walk back to one of our other members of our staff that's okay. totally integral is our paralegal a lady named Madeline Johnson. She and her husband uh, were Coast Guard members, oh, uh, okay. both, you know, obviously honorably discharged. Now they're in, in civil service and we brought her on and being a member of the Coast Guard, you, you mentioned my orcas and that is uh, the person we're suing. That it's the Coast Guard mandate. It's a vaccine mandate for Coast Guard members. And Madeline said to me, hey, look, I'm on this Facebook chat and there are several hundred of these Coast Guard active and reservists that are looking at getting kicked out of the military due to the vaccine mandate, or let's call it what it is, the shop mandate. Mm -hmm. um, and because they refuse to shop for religious purposes, uh, what can we do for them? And, and so we kind of dug into it and we hooked up with a team. We're working with a guy named Dale Saren, who's an attorney out of Kansas, former military JAG attorney, and then a group called Def Defending the Republic. I believe they're out of Texas and DC. Um, they're also another nonprofit. And these guys are just, we're throwing down. Um, you know, Department of Justice obviously is trying to protect the United States interests, which, mm -hmm. you know, we don't believe their interests, but yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, and so we're, we're challenging the shop mandate. We decided to bring that case in southern Texas and Galveston. We had some plaintiffs there and we, we know there's some good judges there. So we brought the case there a few months ago. 
um, right now we're seeking class certification for 228 potential plaintiffs. Um, and so that, that process is ongoing. So we filed a motion on the class certification last night, but simultaneously, another member of our team was working on what's called a motion for evidentiary hearing, which means we're saying, your honor, here is a paper trail of what we have. We okay. filed the document plus 19 attachments. And these 19 attachments and the purpose of the evidentiary hearing is to have the judge weigh in on everything we provide, these 19 documents, about both the ineffectiveness and the illegality of this particular mandate. I mean, it's, it's not different than the rest, but I want to be very kind of clear and precise here. We're challenging the fact that uh, the Coast Guard claims to have comoranity labeled vaccines. Well, hmm. those don't exist. Yeah. When you look at the biologics application for Pfizer, you know, they had certain applications for overseas manufacturing. And these things have a listing of, I think it's Kalamazoo, Michigan, uh, or anyway, uh, somewhere in the center of the the country. Mm -hmm. and, and so they're either a mislabeled, which means they're disingenuous and lying, or they're, they're not, well, I mean, they're just, they're, they're lying. Right. Yeah. And so the, the point here is we filed this motion and it's going to take some time to actually have a hearing. And obviously the judge can say, no, you guys are crazy. But what we do at, at silent majority foundation and, and our team members, like I mentioned, defending the Republic in this case, um, is what I, I'm going to do later on today. We're going to have our team get some of this information on our website. Okay. Um, you can check us out at smfjb.org. So just think silent majority and then your favorite three letters, fjb.org. Um, <laughs> you know. um, and check it. We'll put it on our website. We also have a Facebook and an Instagram presence, um, silent majority foundation. We'll put this stuff up because we want people to see what we're doing because we want the public to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. So not only am I excited that we have a potential of these 19 different documents of this is when they applied for a license. It was granted in Germany, but not in Michigan. Mm -hmm. uh, they claim that these, these uh, vials have to be stored at a certain temperature. And here's a declaration of one of the doctors saying, oh, it was stored at above that temperature. Mm -hmm. And as we know, any biologics, it's no different than food, right? Like yep. you can't let it out and spoil, right? Mm -hmm. And so so the, the whole purpose of that hearing, and I know I'm taking a long time, no, I no apologize, no, but no, the whole going. purpose of the hearing is to let A, the judge, and B, the public know we, we're really trying to play the gotcha game, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the so elusive government, or maybe it's just so arrogant, thinks that it's just going to do what it does and get away with it. So our goal here, again, is I, I'm... I just, I'm excited. I know I'm nerding out here, but I'm excited that we have this type of documentation that we're bringing to a court and all of this stuff is open record. And like I said, we might not share all 19 documents because there's stuff that's just really, really into the weeds. Mm -hmm. But some of those documents to see, you know, there's one that you get these military doctors who say, this is egregious. This is a violation of their rights. 
you know, I want people to see that, that yeah. the military, and I think we all know this, but to, to give them evidence that there are good military medical staff fighting against the mandates. Amen. So, yeah, that's that's my excitement. That's I'm, I'm in a good mood. I'm amped because we filed that, and I'm ready to get that information in the people's hands so they can have some faith. I mean, today is election day. Yeah. You know, of course, as a nonpartisan organization, we we don't express whatever, uh, but it's election day, and, and I I have such great hope that this country can make the turnaround that and return to the greatness and the humility, and the recollection that we are one nation, united under God. Amen. To and, that. and as we do that, we can empower ourselves. Yeah. I, I just love your your fervor and your excitement for this because I don't think a lot of people understand what it takes to be a lawyer and what it takes to know the ins and outs and where to go to court with these things. And I'm just so happy that you have found a group of people that have this fight and this drive to take it to the man and know how to do it. And I think that that's why I love having you guys come on here and talk about it because so many people I talk to, they say, well, what do I do? They want to, They want to be apathetic. And I said, well, here's this group, Silent Majority Foundation. They are doing something for the Coast Guard, the Coasties. They're out there. And uh, that that's what I wanted to, to real quick touch on. Do you know how many Coast Guard members have been excused from service because of this? So of our plaintiffs, I think we've, uh, and I don't, want, I don't want to say only, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think we've seen, so we brought 103 of those 238 plaintiffs. I think only six or seven of our have been excused. We've had some transferred to inactive service list, meaning they're a reservist. And then they basically, you know, instead of being that utility player that's on the bench and you come up and you drill here and there, uh, they're literally on riding the pine, right? As you call it in baseball, like they're, they're not coming back until they either quote unquote comply or until this mandate is struck down and we don't want them to comply. So we're going to fight like, you know, cats and dogs to keep this mandate off the books or get it off the books. Yeah. And I, I thank you guys for that because uh, people don't realize too, how important the coast guard is in search and rescue in border security. And the coast guard goes overseas as well to protect our ports and interests over there. They're not just, you know, the guys that you see up in Alaska, but thank God for those guys up in Alaska that pull those fishermen out. The coast guard yep. is integral to, our na- nation's sovereignty and safety, I believe. And Oh, absolutely. I mean, these guys literally, and, and these guys and girls, literally protect our borders. And that's not to dismiss other military members, but, you know, they seize, seize drugs, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when they come over overseas. And as we saw with Hurricane Ian, we had a hero who was then almost immediately dismissed, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the old basement bumbling dummy gets him on the phone, and then only for a week later to have this hero, he's a hero, dismissed from service. I mean, that regime is just a joke. You pick, you could have picked any other search and rescue swimmer, but you picked that one. Okay. We see how dumb they really are. So, I mean, Americans, it's time to stand up to these people. And that's what Silent Majority yeah. Foundation is doing. Well, and, you know, and I'm going to draw back, you know, for any of your listeners, if this airs today, if you haven't voted, you've got till 8 p.m. tonight to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while we're going to fight in the trenches here in the courts, those battles on the front lines of our legislature have to be won. 
Amen to that. And that's a, that's a good pivot point to to bring it back into the state. The uh, the litigation you have Brumback v. Ferguson on the high capacity magazine band. I know this is to a lot of our listeners. This is close to their heart because we we watched what happened with the legislation last year. And so just uh, update on where that might be or what that is exactly for the people to know. Yeah, so if everyone remembers, there was Senate Bill 5078, which modified revised code of Washington 9.41, banning what the legislature in its infinite wisdom defined as high capacity magazines. You and I would probably call them standard carry. It's anything greater than 10 rounds, and it, it prohibits the sales, the importation, the manufacturing or modification of a device to carry or hold more than 10 rounds. Um, and, and so, you know, obviously we, we followed it too as an organization, and we watched the legislation get passed, and then we watched Jay Inslee sign it into effect about two to three weeks prior to July 7th, or excuse me, July 1st of last of this year, when the ban went into effect, I actually went to Sportsman's because they had a killer sale on an AR style, you know, uh, semi-automatic rifle for my wife. It was scoped out, it, you know, and it had a 30 round magazine. And I, you know, that wasn't why I was buying it. It just, it was a great sale. It was a, a great piece. Again, it was scoped out, it had some, you know, tools that I thought yeah, for my wife, who's handled a lot of firearms, but not so much this type of uh, firearm, you know, it'd be good to have those extra tools, right? Mm -hmm. And I couldn't buy it. Sportsman would not sell it to me, even though it was mid-June, uh, but the 14-day wait caused it so that we might not get it till July 2nd. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I don't need a mag. I've got plenty on my shelf. I, I want more. Yeah. Um, but I've got some on my shelf and they're like, well, we can't sell it. You know, I'm sure the smaller mom and pop shops, and I want to kind of pivot here real quickly to shout out that it's the case is titled Brumback v. Ferguson, because there's an attorney in Yakima, who's our client a guy named Scott Brumback. He's an awesome attorney. He's also, uh, you know, a veteran. And then our second plaintiff is a group called Gimme Guns. Gimme guns Gimme out of Selaw. And these guys, I mean, let's think about this. This is a small, independently owned firearms place that said, you know what? I'm going to be the guy to sign what's potentially his death warrant to a great degree, right? Mm -hmm. if, the, if the state and the feds aren't already regulating them enough, you know, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if they all of a sudden, oh, your paperwork's late. Oh, your this is late, right? Mm hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I give a scout, uh, shout out to Scott as well as to Chuck over at Gimme Guns. And, and for anyone listening, not to take business out of the Spokane area, but if you need any firearm stuff, please check out Gimme Guns because these guys are standing with us, right? We right can on. bring the lawsuit, but we can't until we have plaintiffs that are willing to stand up. Mm -hmm. So anyway, back to the case. Um, we filed this in Yakima County because we wanted judges that would look us in the eye that were elected by the people. Mm. Well, we served Bob Ferguson. We found out just shortly. We, we decided to file this on July 4th was a hall or it was a weekend. And so we got it as quickly uh, after. So it was early July that we filed this. 
And we found out that Bob Ferguson was going to be down campaigning in Yakima. And, you know, Brumbach texts me and he's like, hey, man, I, I hear Ferguson's going to be here. I said, you got it. You got a location and a time. Let's serve him personally at his event. Oh, nice. <laughs> so we did. Beautiful. And, you know, literally the next day removes it to federal court. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to roll my dice. I, I saw who the judge was that was assigned and she's kind of newer to the bench. And I don't know a whole lot about her. I was like, you know, I, I think this is worth rolling the dice for. I think she, you know, looks like she could have some principles that, that might align with this. And quite frankly, under the New York versus Bru uh, the New York, the Bruin versus New York uh, Gun and Rifle Association case, mm -hmm. um, excuse me, New York Gun and Rifle Association versus Bruin case, which came from the Supreme Court, we knew that regardless of where she leans, that the analysis is very simple. Is the prohibition of the sales of these types of magazines is there a constitutional history that supports this decision? Mm. And that's, you know, there used to be a two-part analysis. It was that, and then does the state have a compelling interest or can it, can it utilize its police power to deny this service, if you will? Now it's just simply, does this fit within the parameters of the historical analysis of the Constitution? There have been a lot of great cases in the past seven to 10 years that talk about uh, high capacity magazines. Some were upheld within their their states, and including in the Ninth Circuit, which is where we could end up. They came out of California, but every time those bans were upheld, it was using the two part analysis. Mm -hmm. Now that we're to the single question, because the courts consistently have held on question one, this is this is you know you can't have. There's a, there's a great quote, quote that you know. Um, a firearm without the ammunition isn't worth the paper that used to pay for it, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's what the Ninth Circuit said at one point. Mm -hmm. may have been the district court in California, but one of the courts, and we cite to that, like, look, Your Honor. And so we, we have a hearing that's actually the day before Thanksgiving where we're asking for this to be stopped. Mm -hmm. No enforcement on this. Now, as I understand, there's really no enforcement happening, but how great would it be to celebrate Thanksgiving knowing that the day before we got a victory that this cannot be enforced at all? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, so, yeah. So, we'll be up in Yakima Federal Court on the 23rd. We have a hearing at 11 a.m., and we're excited for that. And, and we're going to – we're asking the judge to, hey, put a pause on any enforcement Let's duke it out for the rest of the case. Let's bring some evidence and, and have you strike this down as, as null and void and as unconstitutional. Yeah. So, yeah. I think I think every gun owner here is excited to hear the outcome of that, and we'll be praying for you, and that truth and light will prevail in that one, right? Well, we absolutely appreciate those prayers and that support. And, yeah, I mean, I, we, we believe that we can prevail. We believe the facts and, and more importantly, the laws on our side in this case. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's that's why we brought the case. And we, we have several other gun rights uh, cases that we're trying to tee up. You know, uh, while we've multiplied attorneys, you know, it still takes a lot of work to get these cases in good enough shape that, you know, we can't just make allegations and throw them and see what mud sticks, right? Yeah. We want to do this very, um, you know, it's not like a surgical effort where it's that precision, but we want to be as close to surgical as possible with, with what our pleadings look like, with what the evidence is, and 
And so, yeah, you know, we, we obviously know there are some issues with what they're calling ghost guns. Mm -hmm. We have uh, bans for, you know, 18 to 21 year olds that we're looking at. So, yeah, you know, we, we jumped into this um, when we created Silent Majority Foundation. And I know I'm kind of all over the board. Here. Oh, no, please. we got about three um, minutes left. I appreciate that. Uh, people ask me, well, you know, what, what is it that you guys are looking for? Our goal is to protect constitutional rights. And I've been corrected that it's protected God-given rights that are constitutionally protected. And it's like, that's a heck of a slogan. I can't use that. <laughs> right? That won't fit on a business card. It won't, right? You know, eventually my name's like in three-point font, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we we are protecting the Constitution, and we intentionally chose this larger, uh, this larger vision because we didn't want to be. Oh, we're we're getting into this because COVID and religious rights. Yes, that's why we got into this, but we've also watched as, you know, the the mess in let's say ukraine has unfolded or go back to the founding of this country if you're not armed you can't fight against the government right mm -hmm. or you can't fight against bad actors look at australia some of the things that happened that were just like the one thing saving the united states of america is that piece of paper called the constitution and if we protect all of it we can protect it piece by piece in a way that will protect each one of us amen and, that. and that's our fundamental goal yeah, that that's beautifully stated right there. And we, as you were saying, what's the difference between us and Australia? I was thinking the piece of paper and the four hundred million guns that are in the houses. Of yeah, Americans. yeah, that's the that's the other part of the equation. That's the not so hidden part of the equation that that's really critical. And yeah, I mean, but it's that paper that protects our ability to have those. And we, if the government were to come and take them. Now they're continually violating our rights, and it, it gives us the absolute right for recourse and redress. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what we're up against. If anybody that's listened to this show before knows I rail against this regime, and I know what they're trying to do. So I thank you guys for taking the fight the legal way into the courts. As we uh, wrap up here, how to contact you and how to help. That's that's what I want. really want the listeners to get uh, a hold of today. Yeah, you know, first... Uh, how to contact us, as I mentioned, our website is smfjb.org. Just remember, sm plus fjb.org. Is, it's our website. It shows who we are. It shows what we're doing. We try to put as much of our documents up there as possible. Um, as far as how to help, first, your continued prayers on our behalf. Um, you know, I got to come back and we'll just talk about the small miracles we've each witnessed. Um, but there are lots I assure you, Matt, there are lots. Amen. And they come from our prayers, but the supportive prayers. So for those who, who are praying people, I suspect the majority of the audience, please pray for us, for our that we see the light, that God directs us, and he protects and blesses us. Amen. For those who have the means to donate, uh, as I mentioned, we're a nonprofit organization. Uh, so every dollar helps. You know, we, I've intentionally done this as a nonprofit because... I believe it allows us to serve more people and it allows people to feel like they're putting their money where their mouth is. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know what, how, when, or where, but they may have resources. Well, send them our way. And I assure you, every decision we make is prayerful. Every hire we make, every filing we make, it, it comes with a lot of prayer and effort. 
And so where people have the means to donate, just there's a donate button. You can sponsor a Coast Guard. If you're a medical freedom person, you can send money to our medical freedom cases. If you just want to get into our general fund, and fundamentally they all go there, um, just gen generally donate, then then donate. Amen. But that's, that's what we're here for. We're going to fight. We're going to fight as good. long as we can. Right on, Pete. That's all our time we have today. Thank you for keeping the fight up, and uh, we will have you on again. We'll talk about those small miracles. And for everybody else out there, remember to be sober, be vigilant.